Hey, bada boom, bada bing. This is Agent Steelbeak, and you're listening to the St. Canard Files. But I got to tell you, listening to Dip Wing Dork Podcast ain't going to win you any brownie points with me. <laughs> hey, listen, when you leave, don't let the door hit you with a good Lord split you. Bye-bye. like I should say something clever here, if only I was a better writer. Welcome to the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. We're your hosts, Mike Russo and Tiffany Silverbron. But that's not all. Who else is with us tonight? Well, it's Stan back once again and to enjoy all the wonders of a Comic-Con without that con funk. (laughs) (laughs) Been there, done that. Don't want to do it again. So how are you guys tonight? Pretty good. Not bad. Stand, I, good, good. We're, we're actually only recording this the very next night after we recorded Kitty Cat Caper. So we don't have any fresh news, although we definitely want to once again wish Tiffany a happy 40th birthday. Yay. Happy birthday, Tiff. Thank you. What'd you do last weekend? Um, I did a few things. I had a birthday party. Um, I like to do when it's a special birthday, I have them coincide with whatever the anniversary theme is. I mean, um, stone is so like I had a silver party for my 25th and this is and your 40th anniversary is your Ruby anniversary. So I had a red themed party. (laughs) Nice. And, um, I also went to, I went Disneyland adjacent, not quite into Disneyland. I went to downtown Disney and hung out there and did some things and went to Trader Sam's, my favorite tiki bar. <laughs> that place seems really cool. Next time I get to Disney World, I want to check that out. Yeah, it's super fun. I bought a tiki mug, the zombie mug, and I got some. They already have Halloween stuff out everywhere, so I got some Haunted Mansion stuff. and. Um, they had a bunch of skeleton dance merchandise that Silly Symphonies, so I got some of that too. <laughs> the Silly Symphony they won't put on Disney Plus. Yep. <laughs> uh, but they definitely want you to buy the merchandise. Although um, Disney Plus is in a better position than HBO Max right now. We'll just put it that way. Yeah. That was <laughs> sad. All those Sesame Street episodes gone. All those cartoons that got taken off. I don't know what's going on, but it makes me want to unsubscribe to that. They took Sesame Street off HBO? They took like 200 classic episodes, like 60s and 70s and 80s stuff. Wow. They also took off a lot of modern cartoons that were popular, things like Infinity Train. I think it they're doing it because they don't want to have to pay royalties. Apparently, a bunch of brand new stuff that was coming out, a new Batman series, a Bugs Bunny movie, a Daffy Duck movie, all of that's not happening now. They're still getting made, but they're not going to be showing up on HBO Max. So I guess maybe Cartoon Network. Hmm. Not that Cartoon Network's doing great these days either, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Um, But it definitely makes Disney Plus look a lot more attractive than ever, doesn't it? 
Yeah. They're, they're not pulling this kind of nonsense. I they do. Better not take, they better not take my bonkers off. <laughs> or my Darkwing. <laughs> I do hope that Disney Plus starts putting more of their shorts up because they have barely any. I'm not enthusiastic. I'm not, I'm not hopeful. I should say I'm not hopeful. <laughs> I'd be very enthusiastic if they did it. I'm just not. <laughs> I think Darkwing will pop up on uh, Blu-ray sooner or later as, if the new series gets going. Yeah. I think that's kind of a given at this point. Um, but should we move on to the issue? Because we have a lot to say about this one. Yeah. Indeed we do. All right. So there is a lot going on this issue. So it's um, issue six of Joe Book's Darkwing Duck titled... St. Canard Comic Expo Fest-O-Rama. That's the <laughs> title, right? Yeah. Yeah, because it only shows up in a sign on a splash page, and I'm not sure if it was the actual title, but that's it, right? St. Canard well Comic be. Expo Fest-O-Rama. Now with some comics. Um, <laughs> anyway, so this is a pretty important one. This is a big one. References galore and the return of a fan-favorite villain, which is why Stan is here. Um, but speaking of Stan, can you tell us what our cover looks like? So our cover features Darkwing and Goslin in the middle, surrounded by a gaggle of cosplayers cosplaying as famous Darkwing villains. And I will go through them lightning fast. We although have... I should say, although I should say it's actually Drake. Drake is on the cover for once. Yeah. But in terms of the cosplay villains, we have Suffrage, Steelbeak, Cat Hankerous, uh, One Shot, Jambalaya Jake and Gumbo, Bushroot, Steerminator, Bugmaster, Negaduck, Liquidator, Quackerjack, Ammonia Pine, Tuscanini, Megavolt. Did you get Moliarty? Um, I did not mention him. Yes, Moliarty is there as well. And that's it. That's just, just about everybody. Just about. Um, so, um, yeah, so this is going to be a really fun issue. So I think we should just jump into it. Um, we start with Drake, Launchpad, Honker, and Goslin in the car, driving their minivan, of course. And they're excited. Goslin wants to get to the Comic-Con. And um, really great line from Drake, where she says if she stayed out of trouble for a whole week, they could go. But he reminds her two of those days they were sick with the flu. And four of them, they were imprisoned in Razor Quill's lair. And Goslin, great line. I hear Christine Kavanaugh. She's like, well, sure, if you want to get hung up on a technicality. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, Tiff, what happens next? So they pull up. Um, Drake is upset about all the prices being expensive. Honker wants to get food because he says his blood sugar is low. And so they go up to a hot dog stand and it's uh, our buddy Stigma selling hot dogs still. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he, but he's upped his prices. It's gone from 75 cents to 12 bucks. <laughs> oh, yeah. inflation will do that. Actually, I think he's just doing it because it's at a convention. <laughs> yeah, that of course. <laughs> We've all been to conventions. We know how much they gouge just for bottled water. Yeah. <laughs> Look at Goslin's face in the minivan when they pull up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. She's big happy. Her face is pressed up against the glass. Look at her face in the next panel. Her <laughs> eyes are gigantic. It's so funny. 
And and um, Stegman asks um, Drake if he knows him from somewhere, and Drake's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so Stan, they rush into the Comic Con. We get this great full page spread. What kinds of stuff do we see here? Oh, we see all kinds of things. We see that Wiffle Boy Studios has a giant television thing. We see vendors selling items. Macabre Outfitters has a booth. That would uh, we, be my favorite. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's lots of costumes in here. Most of them unidentifiable, though. I did spot a Boba Fett hidden in the crowd. Max and Roxanne are there, too. Yep. And Pog World. <laughs> yeah. Who remembers Pogs? Yeah. <laughs> Remember, Ralph? They're back. In Pog in form. form. <laughs> I see what I think is unmistakably Funko Pops. Yeah, right near the uh, Sailor Moon cosplayer. Yeah, lots and lots of stuff. I love that it says St. Canard Comic Expo Festorama now with some comics, which is... <laughs> exactly how i feel about comic-con i've been going to comic-con since the 90s and it used to be a straight-up comic convention now it's like everything else <laughs> but mostly funko pops <laughs> yeah every new comic store every new collectible toy store is mostly funko pops yeah there's a newberry comics in my local mall and it's a big mall it's actually very very crowded it's it, it defies expectations you think malls are dead these days not the malls of Long Island, not all of them here, but there's a great, it's a big comic store. Newberry Comics doesn't have a single comic, but it has a whole wall of Funko Pops. Huh. That's, That's just how things are going. So what happens next, Tiffany? So Goslin is super excited looking at all the costumes and uh, Drake is poo-pooing all of it and thinks that they're all amateur and that Jambalaya Jake has a better costume than these people. And then you see someone cosplaying as Jambalaya Jake. And uh, he's got a stuffed gumbo with him. <laughs> Do you notice the guy cosplaying is clearly a duck, but he has, like, human feet? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's when Drake turns around and notices he is surrounded by cosplayers as the villains. Yep. And it's not the same characters as the cover. It's mostly the same villains, but different cosplayers. Stan, do we have anybody new? We do have a couple new ones. We have someone cosplaying as uh, Dr. Fossil. We have a cosplayer dressed as Paddywhack. We have an animatronic cosplayer and a Lilliput cosplayer. And a non-Stirminator Taurus Bulba. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Paddywhack one is pretty creepy. <laughs> Yes, very creepy. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. So um, Darkwing gets mad at Goslin and tells her, you know, you're, you're not supposed to admire the bad guys. And right behind Goslin are references that I right up my alley. Right up my alley. Because behind her is a whole shelf full of Godzilla figures. And I, I can name all these guys. Um, I, I think the top left one, the brown one, is Kong. Just, 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 just a hunch. Next to him is Baragon, then Godzilla, and an adult Mothra. You can tell because of the wings. Yeah, I know you love Mothra. The <laughs> middle shelf is Rodan, obviously by the wing. Uh, Mogura, 
I think the green one behind her head is King Ghidorah. Just on just a hunch. Um, and then the lower shelf, that's definitely Hedera, the smog monster on the left. Gigan, and then Biolante, the big crocodile-looking thing. So let's remember that James Silvani loves Godzilla too. Have <laughs> you guys ever seen the art he's done that he's made prints of? Of Godzilla and Gamera doing a soft shoe together? I no. have not. They've got canes and like straw hats and they're dancing <laughs> together. That's awesome. I gotta find a copy of it and show you, Tiffany. I think you would get a kick out of it. What, you're not gonna show me? I'll show you too, but I know <laughs> Tiffany's the Godzilla fan. I like Godzilla too. You still have to watch is... Godzilla versus Biollante and tell me about it. <laughs> yes, I do still need to watch it. I'm very slow with these things. <laughs> I'll show. I'll definitely show you, Stan. No, of course. But of course, Stan. What happens next? What's this whole sequence? What goes on next? Well, as uh, you know, Darkwing's arguing with a guy about a. Uh, I guess he's trying to sell an unreleased Taurus Bulba biopic. Which has a commercial for some old Quacker Jack toys. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see those. <laughs> but I love in the background of this one, there's a bunch of Ninja Turtle references. Which ones? Uh, we got Bebop, Krang, Fugitoid. Uh, uh, why am I drawing a blank on the Super alligator guy now? Oh, Leatherhead. Leatherhead, yeah. And there was a um, super obscure character in the Playmates toy line. It was a mutant kangaroo named Walkabout. I'm pretty sure that's who this is. Yeah, and there's, there's a also foot soldier a... next to him. Yes, the foot soldier too. Who's the bunny one? That's the kangaroo. Oh, I thought you were talking about the one in the hat. <laughs> that is the kangaroo. I don't no, see a bunny. No, no, no. There's, yeah, there's one in between, like, right next to the right of, like, Crane. Oh, that's probably Yosagi Yojimbo. Mm, okay. Yeah. Oh, he, I see a bunny. He's just yeah, not colored he's right in. between the uh, Fugitoid and uh, Krang. Right. So, um... Darkwing's mad because there's no dark. I'm mean, Drake's mad because there's no Darkwing Duck merchandise. Uh, but Honker finds a knockoff gas gun, which explodes into flames when he drops it. Yeah. And the also, uh, who else loves the Megavolt Valentine? Yeah, I know. I get a charge out of you. <laughs> yeah. There were Darkwing Duck Valentines, though. And wasn't one of the Megavolt? Yes, one of them was. And I think he actually said the same thing. That would make sense. Remember the, uh, and we we all remember the Playmates Darkwing Duck gas gun, right? Yeah. yeah that I thing was to. not filled with kerosene and flint. You put <laughs> no, vegetable oil in that thing. It was vegetable glycerin, which is the same thing that's in vape pens. <laughs> and it never worked. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, like, the seller's also trying to sell them a uh, an, an unlicensed print of the Bugmaster as a mermaid on top of a British phone booth. Yeah, and that's pretty funny if you know comic conventions and what it's like on Artist Alley and the stuff that they sell. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> and the look on Drake's face, he's, like, face-palming so hard he's pulling his <laughs> beak off practically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it just gets worse for him because he asks, you know, why isn't anyone dressed as a superhero? And 
And along comes Launchpad dressed as Gizmo Duck. Yep. And Complete the... with working microwave to heat up his meat packets. Yeah. And the line of the line of the story basically, Launchpad says, How do I look? And Drake says, like a sidekick who's asking to be on the unemployment line. <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's you know it's a cool costume. He's on a unicycle. He has one of those plastic uh, Back to the Future visors on his face. Yeah, like the ones they sold at Pizza Hut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they and that got really popular for a while. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Launchpad goes off with Goslin for the costume contest, and Drake gets stuck with Honker. Um, normally, these comics are really good with keeping them in character. But I really don't think Drake would be this mean to Honker to I, actually call him the wrong name spitefully. Well, I will forgive it because of what's on the very next page. I don't but know, though. He, he does... calls him Honkfoot Muddlebean. And that's for a guy who he knows his neighbors are named Muddlefoot. He's just doing that spitefully. That, yeah, that's, a little, but... that's a little harsh for Drake. But, you know, he sort of apologizes on the next page. He is in a really bad mood. Yeah. I'll give, I'll give him that. So um, he says to Honker, you know, what do you want to do? And Honker wants to head over to Artist Alley so he can see the artist responsible for Math Man and Calculator <laughs> Boy. Yeah. I think he needs issue number 17 to complete his collection. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, then, oh, behind Drake, who is, that looks like the, uh, like a bust of who? Yeah, it looks like a duck version of Dr. Victor Von Doom from Fantastic Four fame. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That one is pretty on the nose. Yeah. So great. <laughs> I like this meta gag. Drake and Honker get in line. And Honker makes a comment. As creators of the world's most revered and celebrated art form, <laughs> even those who work on the most obscure comic books are held in the highest esteem and worship like gods of old. And Drake <laughs> shoots this look. The look, this is my this is my reading. He's not looking at us. He's looking at Sparrow and Silvani. Yeah. Who are drawing yeah. him in this page. Like, are you guys for real? <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> like you would think he's looking at you but we know better speaking of Silvani and Sparrow Tiffany what happens next so then you see like the duck versions of them welcoming their fans signing autographs on their heads <laughs> and you see a the fan. duck version of Aaron Sparrow looks a lot like Aaron Sparrow <laughs> yeah and then um, you see someone come up and she wants a drawing in her sketchbook. And th she says the theme in her sketchbook is real life villains and asks him to draw a splatter phoenix. <laughs> Which then comes to life and emerges from the book. Yep. We should mention he's drawing her with the ink he had delivered two issues ago. Yeah. Yep. So she pops out of the book. Um Yay. <laughs> so, guys, when you hear her voice, do you hear um, Brush with Oblivion, Splatter Phoenix, or do you hear Paint Misbehave in Splatter Phoenix? Definitely Brush with Oblivion. Brush with Oblivion. 
I will say this comic is a better sequel to Brush with Oblivion than Paint Misbehaving ever was. You hate that episode. <laughs> I really hate that episode. And she immediately notices Drake and Honker. Well, Honker notices her, I should say. And Honker says, not her again. So we see that uh, this is definitely in continuity because Honker remembers who she is. Yeah. yeah. Also, oh. should I, I should say, I think that's Bart Simpson in one of the panels, isn't that? That looks oh, very yeah. much like it could be Bart Simpson, yeah. Yeah, I definitely see, yeah, that looks like Bart Simpson. So, so I think it's funny that she calls herself, well, she calls herself a pseudo-anti-neo-postmodern deconstructionist, <laughs> which is funny art-wise because neo-postmodern is basically the same thing as deconstructionist. <laughs> Well, that's smart writing then, because she was calling herself that in the episodes, too. I know she called yeah. herself that in Paint Misbehaving. Yeah, but it's just funny art joke. <laughs> so she paints the security guards into gigantic toes. Yeah. yeah. I don't know about you. Whenever she uses her brush, I hear the sound effects from Brush with Oblivion. Yeah, totally. Uh -huh. <laughs> All right. So everybody jumps on top of the duck versions of Sparrow and Sylvani. A mob scene breaks out. Yep, because they're now unguarded. And then we get, I am the terror that flaps in the night. I am the acid-free bag and board protecting the number one collector's item issue of justice. I am <laughs> Darkwing Duck. And then Honker sneezes. And Honker has to cover for his presence. <laughs> you mean Darkwing has to cover for Honker's presence? That's what I meant. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, long day. Um, so yeah, uh, Splatter recognizes Honker, which she should. And she says, you and that annoying kid are not raining on my parade this time. What does she do, Stan? She creates this monstrosity with a bunch of tentacles and a face that looks like it came straight out of old Mickey Mouse or Felix the Cat. Wearing yeah. a fez. Uh, yeah, yeah Reiner's hat. <laughs> So this thing starts attacking Darkwing and ends up crashing into a panel discussion with a bunch of bloggers. One guy says, I mean, the main problem with everything is that I'm not in charge of it. But if you keep <laughs> contributing to my patron pal, which is that sounds like pretty much every nerd on the Internet. Yeah. I can do it better. Give me money. <laughs> That's everybody now. Give me money. Give me money and I can do it. Um, but anyway, Darkwing bursts in with this, uh, Felix Mickey thing. And, you know, and we get the really cool Darkwing reference in the background here. What do we see, Tiff? There's three cosplayers and two of them are dressed as regular Negaduck and in the middle is Negatron. <laughs> and they get super meta because one says, why doesn't that guy join our cosplay group? And the middle one says, everyone knows Darkwing Duck wears a turtleneck do your research dude because it bears repeating he's wearing a uh a shirt and tie in this comic now yeah yeah all right so it's time to basically do what brush with oblivion did and go into comic books this time um so darkwing splatter and honker end up in a 90s comic which i want to point out there's a sign over them says 90s comics please just take them <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's because they they mass produced so many comics in the nineties that a lot of them aren't worth a whole lot. Yeah. There are exceptions, but a lot of them you couldn't pay to give them away. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> what you mostly see in dollar boxes. Yeah, yeah. So um, they are going up so a little we, bit lately, but <laughs> well, it's been thirty years now. That yeah. would make everything's going to go up sooner or later. So we get a bunch of different scenes in different comic book styles. You guys are more comic book nerds than I ever could be. So who wants to explain what this first reference is about? Um, we could both take it because we had two different ideas of what it was. I right. I thought it was trying to be like Rob Layfeld, the like horrible 90s comic artist that everyone always makes fun of because they're talking about them having too many teeth in their mouth and their feet being too little. And Darkwing, to me, looks a little like Cable, like the 90s version of Cable. And then Stan. Yeah, and obviously Splatter Phoenix has made to look like the 90s comic character Lobo. Yeah. Did those comics have lots of cross-hatching, too, like Conker says? Yeah, I mean, yeah. they felt for sure did. And, like, the super detailed stuff is, like, Todd McFarlane. Wait, yeah, Todd McFarlane. <laughs> yes, I, I know. Seth McFarlane, Seth McFarlane, Todd McFarlane. <laughs> Lots of McFarlanes. Yeah, and I like how Honker says, I think all this weird cross-hatching is giving me a rash. <laughs> and Darkwing pulls out this impossibly big gun that's so powerful that when he tries to shoot it, it throws him back into a mountainside. Yeah. <laughs> so they pop out of that comic. And Splatter moves past a bunch of washed-up celebrities. Um, you know, they're screaming, you know, have a headshot, only 20 bucks. No, by mine, my movie outgrossed his. But the last guy all the way on the right who says, please, buy something. I live in a refrigerator box. That's major courage from the DuckTales episode where no duck has gone before, who was a huge Shatner parody. Courage of the Cosmos. <laughs> yeah that was like a really that was like one of the first big launch pad episodes that was that's a good one yeah um so it's time to jump into another comic um from the international section um it looks like they're in a brazilian soccer comic right yeah yeah they're drawn much more cartoony with uh you know the pie eyes and exaggerated features actually and it kind of looks like a little bit i didn't think about this before it looks a little like those italian um donald duck cartoon i mean donald duck comic books a little bit although i would assume if it was soccer it's that's probably the origin is supposed to be brazil but yeah. you're right it does have that look of those um those european donald duck comics for sure absolutely yeah dark wing and honker are soccer players the ball smashes honker and Splatter Phoenix is a cheerleader. And they're attacked by sentient soccer balls. I think she's a ref. Yeah. Right, she is a ref. I'm sorry. She shows how much I know sports. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not real big on the sports ball either. <laughs> <laughs> Baseball's about as far as I go. We're go all... Mets, they're, go Mets, they're doing good this season. <laughs> We're all honkers here. <laughs> Tiff, who do you... Who do you you said you think those soccer balls look familiar. Who do they look like to you? Yeah, they look like the car the comic book Bone from by Jeff Smith. 
from they the definitely have that look. Yeah, from the yeah. So they pop out of that comic, and this is cool. They don't go into an actual paper comic. They go into a tablet. A Cintiq. A Cintiq. Ah, uh, okay. My brother-in-law has one of those. I should know what that is. <laughs> uh, he's an animator. They pop up into a CGI 3D comic. Um, what do you guys think of this? I want this as an actual show. <laughs> Maybe a bit more polished, but yeah. I wouldn't mind if Darkwing was in CGI, as long as he looked like Darkwing. I wouldn't mind. Yeah. I guess, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't hate it if it was, if it looked like that. <laughs> but I'm really not a fan of 3D animation. <laughs> I don't mind it if it's done well, but when it's not done well, it's horrendous. I mean, you could go the actual opposite. You can go the complete opposite, and it's like very stylized 2D. It looks terrible too. So it's like you might lose either way. I feel um, like I I will start to really think that oh, yeah, com computer animation's pretty good, and then I'll go back and watch like Sleeping Beauty or Fantasia, and I'll be like, no. <laughs> well, yeah, I get it. <laughs> But um, Darkwing is, like, really amazed at how good he looks in CGI. Like, he's admiring his gas gun, and he's telling Honker to, like, you know, write the name of this program down. We can make a Darkwing Duck cartoon in wonderful 3D. And Splatter <laughs> says, eh, it'll never catch on. <laughs> so then we get four panels in one page of four completely different styles. Again, you guys know this stuff more than I do. Uh, Tiff, do the first one. Okay, the first one is uh, like the shadow. He's saying a line from the shadow, or a, a version of the line from the shadow. He says, who can say what larceny lurks in the hearts of ma or women? <laughs> Which is, standing there. and it's appropriate because Darkwing was based on the shadow. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of similarities there. And uh, Stan, what's the next one? The next one, it's referencing Adventure Time. Also, I realized, I think the art style is kind of like Breadwinners. Yes. The, the Nickelodeon show. Yes, I see I that. Because I knew I'd seen that, that smile on Darkwing on some other show before. I mean, Tiffany mentioned, as we were talking about this before, that it looks very much like Goslin's painting from Brush with Oblivion. But now that you mentioned, what show was that again? Breadwinners. Yes, now that you mention that, the aesthetic just popped into my head. The, whatever this is, it's taking a clear shot at cable kids TV. Yeah. Where everything looks like this. And characters have gigantic eyes like Honker does here. <laughs> ah, there's something in my gigantic eyes. <laughs> and Darkwing's saying, it's danger time. So you know it's definitely adventure time in some way. It's not, right. adventure time doesn't look like this. It's definitely a lot more along the lines of what you said, breadwinners, but it's a nice, it's a gentle slam, but it's a slam nonetheless. Um, Tiff, what's the third panel? Third panel is like Frank Frazetta, the famous comic book artist. He did mostly like covers. He did a lot of like EC comics way back in the day and Vampirella and Conan the Barbarian, obviously, which is what this is referencing. And he says I, he's from the kingdom of Frazedor. <laughs> well, there you go. That's right there. <laughs> that leaves no doubt at all, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and Stan, the last one? 
The last one is a reference to Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns with a dialogue reference to the Batman v Superman movie. Yeah, because that's what inspired, um, what's his name? Zack Snyder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That hat. Yeah. <laughs> I love, though, how Darkwing is covered in Band-Aids. Yeah. <laughs> and we got uh, Splatter Phoenix as Gizmo Duck. Yeah. I mean... I mean, Gizmoduck is this universe's Superman, so it absolutely makes sense. Yeah. I guess Honker is Robin, kind of. Yep, the yeah, Carrie Kelly female, version of Robin. Yeah, female Robin in um that in The Dark Knight Returns. Nice. And this next page, actually two full pages, um, familiar to anybody who read comics really far back in the day, which I would guess all three of us, how comics used to have actual advertisements selling things you could send away for. All of it garbage, of course. Things like sea monkeys and x-ray specs. Um, yeah. I mean, we get um, tired of being a wimp, something that you could take to make you look stronger. X, like I said, the x-ray specs, the sea monkeys, a scary seven-foot-tall ghoul. I remember ads like that. You can buy like a gigantic Frankenstein. Um, a hypno-disc. Um, basketball shoes that's got springs in them, and an ant farm, which Stan tells me has a very specific reference in it. Yes, for anyone who knows the show Archer, the line, do you want ants? Because this is how you get them, is paraphrasing a famous line from Archer, where they're like, do you want ants? Because this is how you get ants. <laughs> and you said it says it twice in that show, right? In that episode, yes. Yeah, I guess that's enough to convince me it's uh, it's definitely a reference. And we have the hypno-disc from Clash Reunion. Yeah. Yep. And, of course, you really have to sit down and read some of this stuff because it's really funny. Yeah. But yeah. we don't have time to read all this stuff out loud. It's just if you have the oh. comic, don't scan right through it fast and read just what the characters are saying. Read all these ads. They're really funny. Yeah. The ant farm actually is a Quacker Jack toy. <laughs> nice. And um, Honker mentions he tripped on the staple. Of course, yeah. if this was the actual comic. I'm reading the paperback. There would be a staple right there where he tripped. There's a staple right there, but it's a little weird because the middle staple is the page beforehand. Ah, I screwed up. <laughs> so they go back into reality. Including, you know, we get more cosplayers behind Splatter Phoenix that are based on Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah. And a, and a Doc Brown there, too. Yeah. So Goslin shows up dressed as Darkwing. She gets an entrance. And she says, I am the terror that flaps in the night. I am the lingering smell in the convention hall that you dare not identify. I am Darkwing Duck. That's cute. I love Splatter Phoenix's line to it. He's franchised. How nosh. I know. Yeah. I love that too. <laughs> and a cute little scene, which isn't overdone. You know, it's very cute. The show probably would have done this. He's He surprised Goslin dressed as him. And she says, of course I did, Dad. You're my hero. And they hug. Very yeah. cute. I think it would have been done. Sweet. And then it's undercut by one of my favorite jokes in the entire comic. Launchpad's there, dressed as Gizmo Duck. Splatter runs by, screams, "Ah, I surrender!" And then realizes, "Wait a minute, that's a costume. Sorry, 
for a minute, I thought you were the actual Gizmo Duck. <laughs> and Darkwing's face. Yeah. Oh, come on. Like, look at his <laughs> eyes. I thought you were going to say your favorite moment was what Goslin says to DW as they're hugging, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah, she says to him, um, she references a few issues back that she kept one of those plant raptors that Bushman and Dr. Fossil made and hit him in the tower. He's nesting in your box of spider vests. And Darkwing's like, there'll be plenty of time to ruin this moment later. Yeah, I'm sorry. I skipped right over that. So they were raptors, not T-Rexes. <laughs> okay, so they enter another comic, all four heroes now. It's an anime comic. We're not 100% sure who they're all referencing. My best guess on one of them, though, is I'm pretty sure Honker is Pikachu. We probably need Felicia to help us on this one. <laughs> yeah, she could do that. We'll have to ask her when we're done with this. Um, he's got the rosy cheeks and everything. Yeah, and I but, noticed um, Darkwing has a metal arm, so he could be like full metal alchemist. Mm. And he goes Super Saiyan, right? Yeah. She still socks him, though. Gosling could be a Sailor Moon kind of character, but she has cat ears and a tail. Yeah, which is common in anime, but not in Sailor Moon. It's probably just a million different anime things in a blender. That's probably. What I think. Although the the, Pika, the Pikachu honker is very specific. Yeah. And is I think... Pikachu or is he like Jigglypuff? <laughs> he's no, got the Pikachu I, cheeks. But he's yeah. got the little flappy arms. Eh, well, he is a chick. <laughs> yeah. I would assume if this scene was in an episode, they would be talking in fast, dubbed voices. Yeah. I don't I don't think the yeah, show but... would do that now because it might come across as racist. But in the 90s, they absolutely would have done that. Yeah, just like, like... in the drama episode where they did anime. Or yeah. even more, even more um, on the nose, that uh, Dexter's Lab short when they did uh, Speed Racer. Mm. They did mm. at least reference how the translations don't always work. You guys haven't seen that the Dexter's Lab short I'm talking about, right? I don't think so. No, the characters like talk super fast and he's like, Didi, why are you behind my back? She's like, why did you look there? Oh, you never looked. I never looked behind my back. Ha ha. It's like that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Well, I am that, familiar with Speed Racer enough to yeah. know how they talk. And that's exactly what this probably would have been. And um, none, of them, none of them are like racial stereotypes, though, at all. Oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> but this was 2016, specifically that November this issue came out. So I think even then they would have been a lot more careful about it. This is a, yeah. this is not inappropriate at all. It probably would have been 30 years ago, but it's not now. Yeah. Um, and our final comic is a something super specific, and I'm going to let Stan take this one. Well, first we should mention that we get to the final comic because Honker Chu has Launchpad throw him you. with a comic towards Splatter <laughs> Phoenix. But and he final, like, yeah. Yeah. But the final comic sees them in a ad for Mostest Veggie Pies. You're going to have to explain this one for the kids at home, Stan. Oh, yeah. So back <laughs> in the day, a lot of comic books had ads for Hostess Fruit Pies where a superhero or another popular character would defeat a villain 
with hostess fruit pies because no villain could re resist the flaky tender crust and the tasty <laughs> fruit filling of hostess fruit pies. <laughs> I remember those. So Spider Phoenix can't resist them, and luckily they're vegan. So yep. right up her alley. <clears throat> Broccoli, parsnip, new turnip. Sound disgusting. Yeah. And I I my stomach kind of does flips when Honker says no one can resist the fetid flavor of Moses veggie pies. Ew. <laughs> they all sound disgusting, but I bet it, it wouldn't stop me and Stan from reviewing them on our YouTube channels. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, might, I might have limits, but then again, for <laughs> April Fools next year I'm going to taste test pilk, so. <laughs> and for anyone who doesn't know pilk is milk and Pepsi combined. <laughs> Ew! Like I said, thing? I'm gonna. Like I said, I'm gonna do it for April Fools because it's a meme drink. Ah, uh, I've never even heard of that. But anyway, um, Splatter is apprehended. Darkwing takes the comic and puts it into a bag, seals it shut. He should probably have it graded so she'll never get out of there. Yeah. And uh, so it turns out Launchpad wins best costume. And it pretty much ends with Darkwing telling Launchpad, he says, I hope you like that unicycle, pal, because you're going to need it to get home. <laughs> <laughs> and a nice expression on Launchpad's face. <laughs> uh, yeah. I like how it ended like that. It's like it undercuts the 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 sweetness of Goslin at the end going, yep, yep, yep. Once again, saved by Darkwing ducks. And then just at the end, Darkwing just he lets Launchpad have it for dressing in that costume. Yeah. And our very last panel of this issue, Stan, what do we see? We see the shadow of what could only possibly be a vampire potato with a Yay. bunch of tortured souls trapped with it. Ooh, I wonder what's going to happen next issue. You get the return of one of my favorite characters on Darkwing Duck ever. <laughs> ah, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, the she good must old... be talking about was... Duane. A good old country boy. Yeah, I was like <laughs> legitimately like giddy saying that the first time. <laughs> so we have in our last two issues coming up, we have a lot to talk about. I mean, we have a lot to talk about tonight too. Really, this is a this is a great story. I really really love it. Um, it's so self indulgent. It's like that's the best part about it, though. I think these guys have earned it after all these years, just getting this meta. Um, yeah. So let's rate this. Um, Tiffany, go first. I'm going to give it a five. Woo! I love this one. And there's not really, I mean, there's like no problems with it at all. <laughs> Dan? Well, I wanted to be on this one for a reason. I'm also giving this a solid five. It is my favorite out of the Joe Book series and quite possibly my favorite out of any Darkwing Duck comic. I love all the references, the meta humor, the return of Splatter Phoenix. It's perfect. Yeah. I'm giving it a five, too. It is every single thing Paint Misbehaving should have been. <laughs> and that one even was took place in a comic convention. And like, yeah, I know it's been like 25, 30 years and things have changed, but that episode just phoned it in so badly. Didn't even use honker for crying out loud. Um, this one is just a massive improvement. Just the jokes are funny. Spider Phoenix is great as always. And the meta stuff is terrific. And it is one of the best of the, the Joe Books run. So solid five. 
Fives across the board, guys. How how yeah. rare is that? <laughs> yeah, this is it's a great comic. Seriously, anybody who slept on these things who haven't read them, this is a good one to start with. Um, so next week, of course, yeah, we have issue seven, which is a um a, a, a certain bushy villains coming back, and lots of old references. There are a certain couple of old episodes we're getting, so we'll get there. Um, but we have some time, so let's get back to our mini reviews. Um, <laughs> I have a feeling I know where this is going, but Tiffany, which one do you want to talk about? Okay, I I had to resist every urge to um, troll you and pick. <laughs> Um, pain misbehaving, but I didn't. I did. <laughs> I said brush with oblivion. <laughs> I figured you would have. We don't want this uh, podcast to get that negative, do we? <laughs> <laughs> it was really hard to resist, but yeah. So give us your thoughts. So I have to go with this one. I love it. It's one of my favorite um, episodes of the show. Um, I love Splatter Phoenix. I'm an art nerd and I you know I was an art student so I love all the references in that too and I love uh you know with all the paintings I feel like for the for the average person it just looks exactly like the it would be the paintings that are on the wall but they're not they're very very different in many different ways like you know they did like their own artistic rendition of like famous paintings like the one that's obvious is American Gothic, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's they, they can't be, they can't be human but, beings, of course. Yeah, and then you got the um, Picasso, um, what's it called again? Guernica. Yeah, Guernica, which is like not even the same dimensions, but it still gets its point across, and it's way smaller than the original. You got persistence of memory. Persistence of memory, yeah. Yeah, which is way, again, different proportions completely and way bigger than the original. Um, I saw the original in real life and I touched it and (laughs) got in trouble. (laughs) I know I've seen Guernica. I don't know if I've seen persistence, though. Yeah, it's tiny. It's really small. And, And of uh, course, Mona Lisa. Yeah, Mona Lisa and the... Washington crossing the Delaware. <laughs> it's just, um, and you know, no. the Mondrian and um, Jackson Pollock. But they're yes. like, I love that they're like not the actual paintings, but they're just done so well that like you don't question it. <laughs> but I gotta say, this episode is, a, is one of the greatest tour de forces from Disney Australia. Oh, yeah. The animation is so beautiful in this one. Any other studio would have ruined this episode. Like ruined it. Even Disney, even Disney Japan. Like, what I love about this is its creepy tone. Yeah. Like, just imagine walking around in a museum after hours like that, and they nail the tone so well. The music cues are great in in it. <laughs> and just the unforgettable sound effect of her paintbrush. Yeah. Yeah. A lot yeah. of the score is unique too. And just that character is so funny. They must have been, you know, obviously it's all artists making it. They must have been cracking up, thinking about every, like, girl in art school (laughs) while creating the character. I mean, that's how it was for me. I'm like, that is everyone in art school. (laughs) 
And um, I love how every time they go into a painting, just like this comic, they're drawn differently. Yeah. And they commit yeah. to it. I I feel like this is one that maybe if they like redid it, they probably could do a lot more with it with computer stuff. But the fact they did it just by hand. Yeah. Like it's unbelievable. Like my favorite section is at the end where they're like just simple blocks. Yeah, in the Modrion. Modri yeah, that that part is great, and I just, it's such a fantastic episode, and it's like a, it's such a good one for Honker too. Yeah, and I even like, there's something like, cool about, you know, when she goes to the criminal or whatever, and is trying to sell the statue, and he doesn't want to, you know, it's not worth that much money, and she's like, what do I have to steal the Mona Lisa to get any real cash? And that's funny because of that's the story of the Mona Lisa, how it was like a painting that nobody cared about until it was stolen. And that's actually what gave it its value. <laughs> Let's see if I remember by memory what the thug says to her when she goes, <laughs> she says, sorry, sweets. If the neo postmodernist backlash hadn't caught pre-anti-realism in its wake, you'd be sitting pretty. I did it. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> uh, the very verisimilitude of my endeavors is far beyond the grasp of your petty little bourgeois minds. <laughs> well, hey, stealing, stealing. Yeah, and then I love that, that she gives Darkwing a run for his money, even though he's the wordy one. <laughs> and one of my favorite interest lines, I am the tube of cadmium yellow. That's impossible to open. Yeah, so good. <laughs> but it all goes with the facial expressions and the animation, like... Oh, my favorite herb bits of all time is when he's punishing Honker. No food, no, no water. water, no sunlight. <laughs> and his eyes are bulging and he's like <laughs> counting on his fingers and Binky's like, herb, what? <laughs> oh, yeah, guess we could feed you. <laughs> <laughs> Until then, you're grounded up something fierce. <laughs> oh, it's great. And that one moment with Tank when you think he's protecting Honker, yeah. but he's only setting him up to screw him over. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, bud. That's you. <laughs> Mom, Dad, Hunger ran away. <laughs> and then if the episode wasn't surreal enough, you got the Mona Lisa lips. Yeah. <laughs> like, just the voice coming out of that thing. I think that was a cabaret singer they got to do that. Yeah, and oh, it was it's cool anyway. Just the idea that she doesn't steal the painting, she steals the smile is great. <laughs> Put my kisser back on my casa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you think? I'm a finger painting? <laughs> oh, yeah. and that moment where he, he comes out and he goes, That's all I can take off of you. And he fights <laughs> her right on the ass. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. the animation just sells every frame of this episode. Yeah, and that look on Goslin's face when they're in her painting and she's just admiring, like, being inside her own little world. <laughs> With the T-Rex. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and just them, another great bit when he tells Honker to spit it out. The animation just perfect on Drake and he just gets it out. He, like, like a sputtering balloon, he gets all the words out. And then you get the perfect Daffy Duck face on Drake as he's processing it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I can just I could do I could totally review this one all over again just talking about the animation. Yeah. But we you know we had Honker on that, that time, so we didn't want to bore Honker. <laughs> <laughs>
Stan, you have any thoughts on this one? It's such a great classic episode. Splatter Phoenix is a very memorable villain. I love all the different art style changes. The humor's on point. You know, it's one of the greats. Don't you think it's weird she never introduces herself? And we only know her name because Honker says it once. Yeah, I always like that if there was like a missing scene in there. But then she says, they say her name so much in Paint Misbehaving, though, <laughs> as if they want to overcompensate for it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, just, it's it's great. What a fantastic episode. And you don't like Surreal Man? <laughs> the whole episode is stupid. I'm sorry. I can't. Or, I was so excited about that, though, because Magritte is my favorite um, surrealist painter, more, more so than Dolly. <laughs> I mean, it's a little creative, but then it gets caught up in, like, the Frankie Ferret stuff and the, to- <laughs> the, the, the toaster-headed pink gorillas, and I don't like how she's so toned down as a villain that her side, her henchmen keep beating up on her. She's She doesn't feel like the same character anymore. More than just having a different voice. They really dumbed her down. Yeah. But anyway, this Brush with Oblivion is on my short list of greatest episodes of all time. Yeah, me too. It absolutely is. So um, I guess that wraps up this episode, guys. Um, so, Tiffany, how can people find you? Um, I'm on Instagram at Tiffany Silver Braun and uh, Regurgitating Gertie. And I'm on YouTube at Carney Tube and at Radioact Tiffany. And Stan? Well, I've got two YouTube channels, DMC Jedi Man, DMC Jedi Man Gaming. I'm also on Facebook, and if you do want to friend me, that's fine. Just say that you're coming from watching St. Canard Files. And I'm just on Facebook. I don't, besides the podcast, I don't, I don't do things. I, I work. (laughs) 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 Um... But anyway, um, we are the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. Um, we are on every podcast app. If you listen to a podcast on something, we're on it. Um, and if you do watch us on YouTube, please subscribe. And everybody says that. It's kind of just cliche, cliche to say it. But yeah, nobody, yeah, subscribe. That helps us out a lot. Um, and I guess until next week, when things are getting a little, uh, little potato-y, um, <laughs> um until next week then everyone stay dangerous have a great night Bye. stay dangerous everyone gotta go wash off that conk that funk uh, that con funk yeah don't be a plebeian <laughs> take a shower <laughs> good night